Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. This is Pete. And this is Derek. And we are here to talk about video games, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, how are you doing, Derek? Uh, I'm doing okay. A little tired, but I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm, I'm not tired at all, because I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got some kind of big news this week uh, mm-hmm. in the Nintendo camp. Um... Ayunoma uh, made a little video where he basically said Breath of the Wild 2, or as they call it, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, is not coming this year. Uh, yeah. I was a little... A, little well, you go. I was going to say, I, I got the... You sent me the news while I was in a Mexican airport. <laughs> yes, but... Um, yeah, I mean, a little disappointing, but, I'll, I'll, you know, not all that surprising in the end. Um... You know, there's a chance it could have come out this this fall or whatever, but, you know, with COVID and with, um, honestly, I, I think one big thing is just a new, uh, we didn't talk about it, but the Switch successor, I, I think it's going to be with, with Zelda. Um, so I think that's part of it. So, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not really surprised, like, by a delay. Um, they didn't have an official release date announced. You know, I'm more surprised when games are like, you know, our release date is so-and-so, and and then it gets pushed back. Like, I think, like, you know, Forspoken or um, Stalker 2. um, Or um, the game... uh, What's Suicide Squad? That had, like, a firm August release date, and they're like, oh, it's not going to make it this year. It's like, what what happened that went from your firm August release date to not even this year, you know? Uh, Totally. Like, exactly. So... Well, you know, I didn't know that game actually had a firm release date. I think it was August 27th or something. I, I thought it was something like that. Oh, I, I, maybe you're right. Um, but I'm more surprised about games like Forspoken. You know, Forspoken, we've seen it quite a few times. It had a release date, and it's like two mu- like a month or two before it was supposed to release. gets pushed in another four or five months. Whereas Zelda, you know, it's a big game. There's a lot of high expectations. They know that. And I, I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with Elden Ring. I think that would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Just, yeah. yeah. I, I think... They're, even though you know they are similar in some respects, I think they're both juggernauts in their own right, and I don't think Nintendo would ever do something like that because of another game. But I do think that it might have to do with, you know, they're they're pushing this game and have some really cool ideas, but I don't think the hardware can keep up with them. And I think they really don't want to have this game chugging at, you know, frame rates that we've seen in Age of Calamity. And I, I think they are hoping to at least get it to be 30 frames. So I, I, I can see it again coming out in March. Even March third and coming out with the the Switch HD or Switch Two or Switch Pro. <laughs> Switch HD, Jesus! I, I think we're already past HD. I, I know HD. Sorry, I, I I meant you know what I mean. I mean, so so you're. I mean, I guess uh, when you first kind of told me, I, I was kind of expecting it. Um, and yeah. I, and I guess the fact that they at least said spring 2023 kind of gives me. You know, more in a weird, weird way, more hope. Like now, it's not going to be late twenty twenty three. You know, mm-hmm. so and and you know, I don't know a lot about game development per se, but I think when you're delaying a game, you know, it could have come out in November, and now it's being delayed till maybe what March or May. So a five to six month delay to me doesn't really mean that they're going to overhaul any gameplay elements or oh my god, Elden Ring did this, we got to redo that. I think it's more to do with just polish and also marketing and timing and. um I actually agree with you. I, I think that it's going to be aligned with the Switch Pro. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, when you... When, I actually think it was more of a marketing decision than anything. Like, I don't I don't think they need an extra four months to polish it. I mean, I'm sure they will polish it. I'm sure they'll 
give it even more gusto. But I, I really think, you know, like we've seen with, you know, Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess, um, to launch a Zelda with a new hardware has been, like, really, really uh, successful Good. for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, almost, if you think about it, like, the, the, the consoles that haven't launched with a Zelda... Uh, haven't fared as well, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Wii, Wii U and GameCube, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and also there's that NVIDIA rumor about a new Switch Pro coming out. Um, although, they do, they did say spring. I wouldn't be surprised to see that slip until May. Um, I'd love to say March for the fiscal year, but I think May is also a possibility, just to give it more time, you know? Yeah. I don't think they want to release a Switch Pro that... Can't they don't have enough of them because of the chip shortages? So true. Yeah, you're right. So they probably are building up a stock and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the, the question I I don't know if I'm jumping too quickly to ask this, but so now that that's pushed, even though we were kind of skeptical about it being in the holiday, anyways, what is that? Does that open any doors for a game to come out in this holiday, or do we already feel that this there was already a strong enough lineup coming out the next you know seven months? I think that depends on a lot of factors. Um, you know. If we look at the first half of the year, we already know we're getting Fire Emblem, Switch Sports, and Mario Strikers. If we look mm-hmm. at the second half of the year, we still have Splatoon 3, Pokemon, Violet, and Ruby. Is it Violet and Ruby? What is it? Violet and, uh, Violet and Scarlet, I think. Violet and Scarlet. We have Bayonetta 3, and we also have Mario and Rabbids Starfield, or whatever it's called. Pot- potentially. We, I mean... <laughs> What's it called? You know, what is it called? It's called Mario and Rabbids something super, super go, star... Go to space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google right now. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm. I, it's hard to say. I mean, we will also get Mario Kart DLC. So I think Sparks if, of Hope. Sparks of Hope. Yeah, I, I think they could space that out in such a way that we're. O- it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you know, if if this fall ends up being Sparks of Hope uh, and Bayonetta three and Pokemon, like that's still a really great lineup. True, yeah. As long, I mean, Pokemon, especially a new mainline series, is going to do really well. Yeah, um, although I got to say, did you watch the trailer for it? Uh, yeah. I, I just think it looks really bad. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, like, I don't know why they would show a trailer that is like, that many hiccups in the frame rate, you know? like. <laughs> oh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like a mix of uh, Legends Arceus and kind of the main game's core gameplay. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think you know what if Arceus sold as well as it did, I I think it'll be fine. True, um, and you know we and Arceus was also liked. You know, it wasn't like it was just sold well and was a crappy game. Like people really, really liked Arceus. I I didn't play it. My friend said it's he really really likes it. Like he got really engaged by it, and he actually yeah, recommended my, it to me. My friends too. It's still on my list of wanted just because it. Uh, you know, if I was going to play any Pokemon game, I kind of want to play the one that's very different but liked. Yeah, but, you know, the hard thing is the fact that, uh, you know, Scarlet and Violet was coming out this fall, and it almost looks like a way better version of of Arceus, you know what I mean? Like, because um, mm. it looks fully open world, and it also has the gyms and the towns and the more traditional Pokemon gameplay that that I would want. Um, yeah. So, but, I mean, beyond that, I, I do, just a side note here. The Splatoon website uh, in Japan just launched. So that that has actually led some people to believe that Splatoon might be coming a little sooner than we think. Oh, you know what? Funny, Derek, we forgot to mention Xenoblade 3. Oh, yeah, okay. And yeah, then we're, we're set anyways. Yeah, um, and... That, that's a good spread of different games. It's a big spread. It's not... doesn't 
particularly speak to me. Like I'll probably get Bayonetta three uh, and uh, and Splatoon three are definitely on my list, but I don't know about Xenoblade three and Sparks of Hope. Well, those are maybe's. Uh, the only thing that's missing is um, kind of a, a a multiplayer game. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we saw not necessarily another Mario Party, but I, I, and I know Soccer is coming out or, or uh, Strikers is coming out in June. But I, I still feel like, you know, they often have one of those, you know, whether it's four-player 2D side-scrolling Mario or um, a party game. I, I'm curious if they're going to have another party game. I mean, even if Advance Wars came out. Well, Advance Wars is coming out sometime. But, I mean, just a multiplayer game to come out in the holidays. That's a good point, actually. Um, and, and who you know, really like, knows, right? Exactly. And I, I agree with you. I'd be happy with that lineup. Um you know, I, I probably get, would get the same games as you. I'd probably skip on Xenoblade. Um, I hope Mario and Rabbids comes out. And, um, yeah, like, I also, we have to remember that there is DLC for Mario Kart coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and there probably, there could, again, be DLC for even uh, Mario Party, right? There could yep. be, hey, instead of a new Mario Party game, here's another 5, 10 maps, and here's another 50 mini games. Totally. I mean, it's it's also worth mentioning that the there's a heavily rumored Metroid Prime remake. Um, there's a couple other rumors floating around too about a Twilight Princess and or uh, the Wind Waker HD kind of port coming. Yeah, um, was there a, Don- a Donkey Kong rumor? Yeah, I mean that that'd be a big release though. I mean that that the rumor yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo like EAD Tokyo, the Odyssey team would be on that one. Mm. Um, there's also you know the opportunity for other ports like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World or the I mean Xenoblade Chronicles X is not going to come this year, but uh, I mean mm-hmm. I think a Yoshi's Woolly World port could could fit in a month somewhere. You know, plus we could we could always get Pikmin Four, which is my my, <laughs> my dream game. Yeah, F Zero. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, when you look at the lineup, though, it's hard to say. I mean, there is kind of that big game in a way. There is a, I mean, there's a lot of big games that we've listed here, but there isn't that one one big game other than Pokemon, like the big Mario, the big Nintendo game. Let's say, yeah, or just a big multi. I think multiplayer is the best word. Like, like you know, the couch fun co op game. Yeah, but I can see Mario Strikers filling that void. A lot. True, yeah. It's coming out in the mid- middle. Of, and, and Splatoon. I mean, Splatoon. that's a pretty online multiplayer game. Yeah, and I mean, they're probably going to have a split-screen multiplayer in Bayonetta 3. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I don't know. To be honest, like I, I think the most likely uh, delay out of all these, other than Zelda, is probably Bayonetta 3. Like, I can see that easily slipping to January or February. Um, yeah. Just because we've seen so little of it, and I don't think they have any sales expectations for it as is. You know, like... Yeah. Um, do you... Do you um, do you think, let's say we have it, I know E3 isn't really happening, but let's say we get a Nintendo Direct showcase around that time. Are we going to see any new games or are we kind of, because now we kind of, let's say no other big game is coming. We kind of know our next, you know, year of lineup almost. I do think I, they'll announce uh, maybe a game coming next year that we don't know about yet. Like, um, okay, yeah, and I guess I guess even like the Metroid Prime remake would be, be would be new enough or surprise enough, right? Yeah, or even getting as the title for Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, remember when uh, the Switch was first launching? Like, I think it was their their entire E three the year before was <laughs> only Breath of the Wild. Right, it was, it was only Breath like, of the Wild and some three DS stuff too. And they still won E three. Well, Breath of the Wild was just that much of a paradigm shift for gaming. 
Um, And, you know, I still, you know, it's funny, I still listen to that song from the first trailer uh, and just how much, how it was such a powerful song. It's such a powerful, like, you know, beautiful composition that, like, builds in power. But it's also, like, it kind of, to me, represented, like, you know, Zelda's back. Like, we've had, Mm -hmm. like, a couple, I I haven't really loved Zelda post Majora's Mask, (laughs) you know? Um, I mean, you'd give them, like, 95s, but... Well, yeah. no, I mean, you know what, the, you know what, maybe at the time when I played it, I was really engaged into it and, you know, g- going off, but, you know, in retrospect, I don't, replaying them and, and things like that, I, I don't know I know, I know I, what you mean. I don't know they if I love them. They don't make, like, the, like, all Zelda games make the list of amazing games, but they don't make the crazy high list of, like, you know, all-time greatest games ever. Yeah, and where I feel like uh, Ocarina of Time was like a 10 out of 10 paradigm shift for gaming, we had to wait, you know, basically 25 years for Breath of the Wild to kind of do that again. Yeah, but it's crazy that we even had that expectation that, oh, this franchise should continuously be a paradigm shift, as you say. You know, what other franchise do we ever... We don't have that emphasis on any other franchise of, you have to be revolutionizing gameplay, period. Well, you know, it's like, they could just be good, like, you know what I mean? That, that expectation is a little crazy. I, I agree, but at the same time, you know, this is Nintendo, and this is like, Zelda has become their AAA flagship game that they really put their all into every time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, they, they never, like, half-assed a 3D Zelda. Um, and, you know, being the premier developer doing the first HD Zelda, uh, and, you know, spending all this time developing it, and, and kind of taking on the modern open world properties like it was really exciting to be like no i'm expecting nintendo to bring something new to this i i feel Mm -hmm. like even um breath of the wild 2 probably won't top that even though i think it's gonna be an amazing game i still don't think it'll have quite the impact that breath of the wild did yeah and 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 truthfully speaking uh i mean as much as i love elden ring i don't think in in a few years from now we'll look back on elden ring the same way we look back on breath of the wild like i think i I actually strongly disagree with that well i I think we'll look back on elden ring as being an amazing game but it is it is iterative on their on from software's uh gameplay yeah but i i think uh, while i agree with you i mean i could say the same thing about zelda in some regards but, you know, when we talk about revolutionizing a genre or video games in, in its entirety, I agree Breath of the Wild did some things that were brand new and they're kind of core values that we can compare and see influences in this the future of gaming. I think Elden Ring is has done and will do the same. You know, I don't think it's the same aspects, but we've talked about it, about it you know, our last podcast about, you know, the, the way missions are structured or these kind of huge sprawling areas that kind of go endlessly deeper and just the 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 overworld is such a unique fresh take and the, the way the quests are done is so, so unique in the sense of discovery um i agree but it's it did feel to me like um you know breath of the wild kind of took that idea of go anywhere accomplish anything in any order and then elden ring took that concept or that mantle and then did it way better so it is in my mind like uh, it, it was Bre- Breath sh- of the Wild was that game that made me go whoa I can really go anywhere I can really go that way or climb that mountain or go this way and now when I play Elden Ring I'm like wow I can do that again except now you know the quests and the, and the and, and the caves and the th- things that I'm going to find like you said are so much more rewarding I, I mean I, I agree with you in some some way but I, I I do think it's a little bit of um 
you know, you have played every Zelda. You love every Zelda. So this is your, your first FromSoft game where you're kind of like, oh, like, this is really awesome or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are people that are the exact opposite of you where they played every Souls game and they said, wow, this is like a complete shift ever for gaming. And they played maybe just Breath of the Wild and they said, oh, this is like kind of whatever. Like some people did not like Breath of the Wild, right? You know? I mean, there are. There's always going to be a vocal minority who dislikes something that's really popular, and and we're going to see that with Elden Ring too. I, I know. I just think not that you're in the minority or or vocally bashing it. I just think you're under a pre, undervaluing it than where it should be. I I really think Elden Who's Ring will to be say will, really. I, I think Elden Ring will define these darks like dark souls like games. Souls like games is a genre on its own because of the Souls franchise. Like they. If anything, that that franchise in period has defined a huge subset of gaming, and I think this just adds another depth to it. No, I, I agree, and, and um, you know, we're, what's the point of really comparing two, uh, you know, amazing yeah two games? juggernauts like I said exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyways, let, let's steer back to uh, Breath of the Wild too because we kind of mm-hmm. sped through that. I, first thing I want to note is is this the most hyped game of all time? Uh, in in the in the way that it was announced, you know, four years ago or three years ago at twenty nineteen E three, it was announced, and there's been a huge amount of hype. Um, so I just question, like, is some people have said I've seen online some people talking about how this is the most hyped game of all time. I strongly disagree. Well, what's been what's had the same length of hype cycle of announcement to release, and, and the other thing is they did a poll recently. Of what the most of actually they asked Elden Ring players which game for the rest of the year are you most excited about and Breath of the Wild two crushed the poll. Well, yeah, I, I understand that people are excited for it, and I think it is probably the most excited game right now. But I'm betting like, you know, I can't. I, I'm going to say probably a certain Pokemon game was really big, or um, but I but just, but but, just, ha- but have Pokemon games had four years? Like I don't just mean in terms of the level of hype. Okay, I also mean I, the I length know, but of I mean, time. I mean, some games like some games have had seven years of development time, and they're like they're watched heavily by people, you know. Or um, I, I think of I just had a game. How did I just? Figure I mean, it? Final I Fantasy Seven R remake was a hugely hyped game. Good, it, that's a good, that's a great answer. Um, so I mean, if we're making I, I think a even, top but ten even, list, it would be on even there. Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes, but... Like Grand, Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 5. That's a great answer. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, if we're making a, a, a ten, top 10 list here of, like, the most hyped games of all time... Yeah. I, I still... I, and I, I, I agree that it's it's up there in the top 10. I just... I don't know if I would know enough about it to say... And I'm, I'm not saying it's not number one. I just think there are other games that are very close to it. So, I would say, yes, it's in the top 10, but it's not... Not the... I would never say the most, because there are other games that are have been as hyped for as long. I mean, there's just no way to quantify it, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, unless there's a meter you can hook into someone's veins and tell their hype meters for games and then do that to every yeah. gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, uh, I mean, the main reason I, I'm suggesting this is just because this game has been announced with such... It, this is going to be the longest time frame from Zelda being announced to released. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than Breath of the Wild. Like, the wait time between Skyward Sword and, and Breath of the Wild was... It, it, this is going to be just as long. Or a, almost as long. So, it just seems to me a little bit... 
I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, I guess, I find it a little bit absurd that um, a they they announced Breath of the Wild two as well as Breath of the Wild one like so far in advance with such overly ambitious release targets. Like, what, remember that Breath of the Wild one was first shown in twenty fourteen at E three, and they're like, yes, this is going to come in twenty fourteen. Uh, sorry, in twenty fifteen, and we know what happened. It came out two years after that and that same yeah. thing with this one they showed it in 2019 and at the time they're like oh 2020 and, and here we are 2023 mm-hmm. yes there was covid and stuff but it's just like like did they really expect that to happen and, and also you know someone did a chart that i saw of all the games uh, zelda games that were delayed and it's like every zelda has been delayed other than like a link to the past and the original like it's it's like the franchise is known for it now you know hmm. Um, but I also just want to note, I, I think it's a little bit ridiculous that there's been this much time where people have hyped to this game and speculated and talked about it. And they've even made multi, they've even shown us a trailer and they've had a Noma come out with a delay announcement and they still don't have a title. I know that, that is surprising, right? You'd think at some point during these four years, they would have said, oh, and here's the title. Exactly. I mean, maybe Or, or had given a firm release date at some point. I understand, or shown more gameplay, or like anything. I understand with not having the firm release date, um, given what's happening, but I don't really understand them not just giving us a subtitle at some point. And I think that trailer they showed us, was it last E3 when they showed us the trailer? Um, awesome trailer, but like it was the perfect opportunity to give us the name. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so funny how we still call it the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, and I really hope they don't call it Breath of the Wild 2. The I don't think they will. I, I think one of the reasons, the, probably the only reason I could imagine is, um, for, for a reasonable reason why, is the title might actually... Give something have, away? Yeah, give something away about, you know, maybe you're playing Zelda this game. Or, obviously we're not because we've seen gameplay. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe there's there's a twist to it that, you know... There's some way it ties to one of the older games, or there's a, a subplot that we. I doubt it because if you look at all the the names of all the games, they're a little bit obscure. Mm-hmm. But um, it could be something about you know it talks about time or talks about the sky or you know some change in the universe or or I I don't know. I'm just saying maybe they're saying they're internally talking and saying well if we announce the name. People are going to have a year or 18 months or whatever to, to sit and, and speculate, and we don't want that right now. I don't know. True. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just don't have the title and the branding and the graphics for it yet. Yeah, they might have. They honestly might be focus testing it like crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, maybe they were going to call it like um, the war of something, and then because of Russia, they had to change that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know it's interesting because they... <laughs> the the, the pan- Zelda the pandemic, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the pandemic of of evil. It's like oh, yeah. this isn't gonna work, <laughs> or like the vaccine of hope. <laughs> They're like, oh god, back to the drawing board. They're like, what can we do? Okay, yeah. it's called the, the the invasion of this. Oh god, now we can't. <laughs> It'd be funny if like one of their core game mechanics was had something to do with like vaccinating things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they had to change the entire game. It's like a pandemic spreading across the land. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. Um, you know, I, I I keep thinking about the game itself though, and you know, even Anoma when he came 
with his nice new haircut and he talked about it he did mention he's like we're trying some ambitious new gameplay ideas so Mm -hmm. uh and there was like a patent that leaked a while ago that showed kind of this um uh a few different ideas that they patented and one of them was while free falling being able to shoot your bow and arrow (laughs) which seemed pretty cool like kind of like a you're diving you can shoot straight down um another one was the whole idea of like turning into that tier and like or a drop of water and I guess reversing time and it's like you find a puddle in the ground. I think the, I think the concept, so one of the concepts is going to be you're going to see a puddle in on the ground and w- through reversing time, which we've seen, you're going to be able to reverse time and be, and go into that drip and, and shoot way up. They've kind of shown that. Hmm, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's cool. So, I, I mean, clearly we know that it's going to be about vertical exploration in the sky. But um, and, Totally. And I, and I think they have a little bit of a... I'm sure when they developed um, Skyward Sword, they, they tested or discussed a lot of those kind of ideas. Yep. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I would be shocked if they, when they were d- doing Skyward Sword and they were trying to do all these kind of weird controls, because remember, it was on the Wii. The, uh, the Wii. So they were probably playtesting all these weird weird controls in a confined system, and some of them didn't work and didn't make it. And then now they're here, and I think they're probably saying, hey, let's go back and look at all those things we thought of and see which ones can work and how we can make them work with this new open world kind of idea now that we don't have the same limitations uh, back on the Wii. For sure. Um, but I, I think there's one thing to keep in mind, though, is that in the, the, the videos that we've seen of the game, like when Link is on the ground in Hyrule, we don't see any islands in the sky. And when he's on the islands in the sky, we don't see any ground. So I'm wondering if they will actually not be connected the way we might want them to be. You know what I mean? Where you can actually just free fall all the way down. Like maybe you'll go through like a rush of clouds, and then Are you sure that there's no there's no pictures at all. No, of people like... people have looked at it because there's there's one uh, clip where you see the um you know the, what's the guy's name the rock monster uh, the rock enemy Gor- they... Gorons. Not Gorons. It was like the uh, it was like one you killed in Breath of the Wild. They showed one in the uh, trailer. The Guardians? Guardians? No, not a Guardian. It's just like a rock guy that you have to like hit the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the stone, the stone guard, uh, the stone something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they showed one of those with like bobbikins on top of it, and there's a like camera kind of tracks around it and shows like you know a good angle of the sky, and there's just nothing there to indicate hmm. that um, you know if there's anything in the sky. So I I have two theories on that. One is that the sky stuff is actually underneath the world. Like when you go into a cave really deep and we saw uh, we saw Zelda falling at the beginning of that first trailer, that actually yeah. these islands are below the world. And you fall down into a cave and then it's like this whole under, it's like an underworld of sky. Um, I mean, I'm looking at a picture, the very first picture is you're on a floating island and you can see the entire ground below you. So I don't know what... <laughs> Send, send me that picture because I I don't believe you. Just just Google BOTW two floating islands. It's the very first picture. You're right. A lot of you you are right though. A lot of these pictures you can't see the entire ground, but I think that has to do with the loading screen because even some of them that have heavy clouds. There's at least you're right. Picture. Actually, I mean I'm looking yeah. at this picture now, um, but it's where he's like he's like absorbing through this the ground, right? Yeah, but I mean, do we know that that world below is? Hyrule. I mean, it's also maybe they showed a part part of the trailer with the game not finished too, right? So we don't really know. Um, and, and again, it might just be the limitations of the loading, right? Where the, you might there might be clouds just because they can't load the whole ground, but you have to f- fall through a little layer of clouds and then you're on the, the world below. I, I can't. I, I really 
think it's going to be floating islands. I, I think so too. And also, I mean, you mentioned earlier about the the graphics of uh, it running on Switch. Like this is definitely going to run on the initial Switch, even if it's going to be upgraded for Switch Pro. Um, yeah. It's going to run on, on the initial Switch, and it's something to keep in mind is that it's it's easier to probably put these islands in the sky than it is to put Link in like a super dense forest. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like it, the the real frame rate problems of the initial. It's going to be thirty frames, I bet. But the real problems in the initial Zelda was when you were in a dense forest, especially uh, the Lost Woods or the yeah. jungle. Uh, everything else ran pretty good, and with this game, everything being separated by these little islands and everything else being in the distance, I actually think it's it's very smartly designed around the limitations. And I mean, you talk about the load times, but they they figured that out, right? It's it's you know yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, even Elden Ring, when you get into like dense areas, struggles on the frame rate. So I don't think, I don't think any open world game has truly done like the forest right. Uh, then again, you say I've only done 10% through Elden Ring. So (laughs) there's some pretty, there's some, there's some pretty good forests in Elden Ring. I wouldn't say super dense. Um, even, uh, you know what? Horizon Forbidden West actually has some pretty great jungle forests. Okay. Yeah, like like quite large, a lot of like honestly, really, really good. I I still think that the jungle area of Breath of the Wild is still the best ju- jungle I've been able to explore. Just just because of the you know the temples and the ruins and the ability to climb trees, and I I just love that area. Um, you know, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think I think they're gonna. Speaking of graphics, I think they are gonna be able to launch this on the initial Switch in a in a good state. Um, and you know, I've listened to a few other podcasts. Like I listened to the IGN uh, NVC podcast, and and no one there thinks it's going to come. They they all thought, no, this is going to be in the initial Switch. Switch two. This is not going to be a Switch two game or Switch Pro game. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you you think it will be? You think Switch uh, Pro? I, I honestly do. I um I think it just makes sense. And not that this game is going to be bad on the Switch. You're totally right. I just see this just like you said. You know, Zelda launching with or a system launching with Zelda is a good launch, mm-hmm. and I, I think when you know, and Zelda has a history of launching on two systems um, for the, like a lot <laughs> simultaneously. Of yeah, yeah. So I, I just could see it. You know, p- people are looking at let's say, you know, tries to hit thirty frames, kind of a weaker draw distance, more pop in. Um, on the switch or solid 30 frames 1080 or whatever um 4k yeah. even I, I, I you can see people looking at it and they go well i'm not going to play that one of these amazing greatest games of all time on an inferior system it, totally and you know something like a, a big you know let's say they launch switch pro and breath of the wild 2 in one in in march like that's gonna suck all the wind out of that month. Like no, no one else is gonna be able to get any attention that month on their games. Like it, it's yeah. gonna be ma- a massive thing. Um, the, the, there you go. I was gonna say, but I can also see them launching it on March or something on Switch, and then in the 2023 fall, being like, oh, and Switch Pro's coming out, and now you can buy Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 4K <laughs> for a brand yeah, for a full y- price. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But the only thing I I see it is, I mean, they could do that, but. Um, the question is, let's say they do have this the Switch 2 or Pro release at a different time. What would be their, their heavy hitter game if not Zelda? Like, like what really would be a better choice than, than that? 
You know, I feel like it's it's lining up too too well. Like, you know, it's been seven, eight years. Um, they have a big title coming, one that released, that launched the Switch 1. So you'd think the sequel to the Switch and the sequel to Zelda, like, it all makes sense to me. And let's just say the Switch does come out uh, in September. It's like, what are they going to bring? Like, a, a new Mario game? Sure, that's big. Or Zelda, like, just, you know, up, upgrade Zelda. I just don't think it has the same, you know, one-two punch as launching with Zelda. I, I totally agree. I just know that, you know, if if things don't line up for them, they don't they just won't they don't line up. Yeah, for them, t- you know? totally. Um but I mean let, let's just let's just put our feet in the sand here and make a, a final prediction. <laughs> is, is that an expression? I, I'm not I'm, I'm making <laughs> I've it up. I've never heard that expression I, I think in it's my draw, life. It's drawing a line in the sand is more like where you're you're setting boundaries. So this is a terrible analogy. But let's just put put our feet in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and say, so, so what's your what's your final prediction on uh on Zelda's release date and how it kind of lines up with the Switch Pro? I think it'll be uh early March mm-hmm. and I think it will launch with the Switch 2 and I think it'll be like maybe a 7 out of 10, 10 game. <laughs> That's not what I was asking. <laughs> um okay, I I'm going to guess that it comes out in April or May. I'm thinking it's going to slip a little bit and I agree with the Switch Pro. Uh, and I think the Switch Pro will be, you know, better better graphics in the machine and things like that. I think it'll still use Joy-Cons. It'll still use the Pro Controller. Um, and I think that the update on Switch Pro is going to be less than people want. It's not going to be 4K60. I agree. It's not. There's no way it's going to jump to the... It's not going to be as a, a big of an upgrade as PS4 or PS5. Yeah. And and I also think that there's got they've got to figure out how to drop the price of the current Switch. And, and also it's... I wonder if the Switch Pro will have an OLED screen or not. If they'll just say no, no OLED. You know what I care more about more than anything is having better load times. Like they need a better because it is a solid state drive, right? They don't have a hard drive in the Switch. You're right. Yeah, but it's it's like a it's not a solid state drive. It's like flash memory on a you know little. Stick. I, I just like you know it'd be such a better handheld if it just was the operating system was just smooth and snappy and quick and load times are just quick. You know, if I was just like on a train, I could just switch between games like, you know, within a, two seconds as opposed to, oh, close this game, open the this, load this game, load the menu, load the character selection screen, load the lo- like, you know, I want to be able to jump in and jump I out. Mean, wh- I mean, I somewhat agree, but I also think that Switches handle it phenomenally well when it comes to load times. Like- me, me too. It's I don't think it's bad by any means. I just think if there's one thing that I would really want to see me personally would enjoy the most it'd be faster load times i don't actually care i mean sure better graphics and and you know being able to stay at 30 with steady better graphics is what i'd want i don't care about 60 right now for switch i know some games are getting 60 but i don't need it to melt my face i just want it to be snappier and you know do you know what i mean like i I don't need it to have that huge jump i agree i'd love it to have the huge jump but i think the art direction and and animation and music and design are are gonna hold hold up really well phenomenal agreed the artists are phenomenal and the detail like there's just so much packed with so much detail and that's something that you know uh with elden ring like there's no you don't go into like homes and see you know the the pictures on the wall and things i think they're going to go all out i think hyrule town is going to be completely uh like rebuilt now with tons of npcs and and things like that um so i think it's just the level of detail is going to be disgusting Mm -hmm. um but yeah okay so i guess the another question to put our feet in the sand in uh how do you see them 
showing this game off? Like, what? Like, when are they going to show us the game? When are they going to let people play the game? When are they going to announce the title? When are they going to announce Switch Pro? What do you think? So, I could see them announcing the title and or release date in their June showcase. Mm-hmm. I could also see them not um, doing either of those things and waiting till like, their January and, and then dropping it. And then maybe you're more right. If they do it January Direct, they might not say March. They might say April or May. And then that's their kind of full blowout. January Direct is dedicated, you know, 15 minutes of Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I, I, I see it. I honestly see it more of we won't even see it until until January. I, I, that's what the way I'm leaning at least. Oh, you think because they gave us that announcement, they're going to go quiet on it now? I, I think the reason they gave the reason they gave that announcement the way they did is because they're going quiet on it for the next six months. We will, I don't think we're going to see it in the next six months any directs. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, I, I still think Nintendo will have a June presence, whether it's the at uh, Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Games event or just a direct. Me too. I just don't think we'll see. You know what? That's a good point. I think we'll see Breath of the Wild 2 maybe release date in trailer at uh, the Game Awards. But I, I just don't see it happening at our E3 June showcase. I, I don't think it will be shown there. I think it'll be the other six games that we just mentioned will be shown more heavily. So I, I think it depends. I think if, I think it's going to be very similar to Breath of the Wild's unveiling, where in June they're going to give us the big reveal, like show us what the game is. You know, it'll be the last June. You know, every June, June is their major gaming unveilings. So if they mm-hmm. don't, if they don't show us this June, Zelda: Breath of the Wild Two will have never had a proper quote unquote E three. Um, so I think I think it has to happen this June. Uh, and hmm. I, but I don't think it'll be playable uh, because it'll be a Switch Pro thing. But I think they'll show us a big gameplay trailer. They'll show us the title and they'll say Spring twenty twenty three, and that'll be it. What do you mean like playable? There, there is no in-person June. You're game right, I, uh, but I do sometimes. Uh, sorry, not playable, but showing us maybe like a more in-depth gameplay showing. Like it won't just be a trailer full. Of yeah, clips. it won't be like a treehouse afterwards kind of thing. Yeah, which I think is. T- I really think it's dumb that E3 got canceled. Like, what a way to open the the goal, like the net for someone else to take <laughs> take over, right? Like, yeah, they should have done I just, it. I just don't know how successful it was anymore. Everyone's doing their own digital thing and doesn't want to be part of it, right? Yeah, it's true. And with with COVID, right? It just wasn't... I don't think it was being successful. I, I can also, though, see the way... Like, with the Wii U... When they showed off Breath of the Wild, the first... The, sorry, the first one. Um, they did make it playable on Wii U. And they could very easily have a, you know, a, a June showcase. Then invite publications to a... Whatever, to a conference area or to a hotel or whatever they do. To come and try the game. You know, with someone looking over their shoulder and playing like a demo of it, and then like kind of like what what Breath of the Wild had because th- there's a huge amount of hype created from that. Like I I remember for from the moment it was shown in June, I like was obsessed about about it. Like I was watching every I watched every video I could mm-hmm. of that great plateau, um, and it was just and it also just gave a really good idea of what the game was. Like it really did a good job of d- describing what the game was and its and its gameplay concepts. And then come, you know, fall, they said, Switch is coming out. Look, Zelda's for it. And then at some point, you're right, around January, February, they, they showed us the, the gameplay beyond the Great Plateau. So I can see us them showing us, like, a, an area in, the, in like, the sky. Like, not showing us Hyrule, not showing us the big world yet and how it's changed, but maybe showing us a couple islands, some of the gameplay concept, like a dungeon. Um, or I actually say the opposite. 
Really? I would say they, they, they would show us the first 10, 15 minutes, very similar standard stuff. Maybe show off some of the cool new mechanics of like the time stop and the, the different Id- abilities you have. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if they they won't do those, like the island, like they want to keep some air of mystery, I think. So that's what I, th- I think in January we could see the dungeon, the, the island stuff. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I, the only thing I do know is that they're not going to announce the Switch Pro in June. Uh, they're going to yeah. want to maximize Switch sales all year. Uh, and, and the only way they would show off the Switch Pro in June is if for some reason we're so f- way off on our guesses here and Switch Pro is coming this fall and they want to get it out before Breath of the Wild 2. Hmm. Maybe m- watch it be only on Switch Pro. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Uh, that'd be a nightmare because I think Switch Pro is going to be hard to get. Yeah. Uh, I'm like I'm gonna. You know, if you think PS5 is hard to get, I think the Switch Pro is gonna be insane. Yeah, I mean, it is worth noting that uh, apparently GPU costs and chips are becoming more available, and there's a potential that you know Switch with the Switch Pro, they've kind of like they're gonna be able to make a bunch of them in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to willing to pay three times the price for one. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, last uh, major question here involving mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild too. Uh, we kind of mentioned it, but like to put your feet in the sand, what do you think this year's lineup is going to be, and is there going to be a quote-unquote gap filler for Zelda? Because, I mean, Pokemon, yeah, we know that's huge, but that's never been their big AAA game. It's, got its, it's almost got its own little world Pokemon. So is there a big Nintendo Switch gap filler for this year, and what do you think it'll be? Uh, I'm going to go with no. I'm going to say that they probably, I mean, I'm just speculating here. They might have actually planned for Breath of the Wild 2 to come out this holiday, and they don't have another game to fill up that, that hole. But I think they have quite a strong lineup in general. Um, you know, if Bayonetta 3 does come out and Splatoon 3, which is a, a huge game, we have to remember Splatoon 3 is going to be a big game. Yep. Um, and they have Pokemon, and they still have Advanced Wars coming in, and they have, let's say, Mario and Rabbids. Like, to me, that's, that is a strong lineup. I think it's stronger than last holiday. And, sorry. And Xenoblade Chronicles three, but like, I, I, I think it's a strong lineup. I would love again to see a multiplayer game, to see a 2d Mario, to see, uh, I, I don't know. But, but again, even with Mario Kart nine DLC, like I, I think they're going to have a strong holiday regardless of whether there's one of those big Titan Mario or Zelda games. Um, I, I don't see any other of those games coming, um, except for maybe a Metroid Prime remake. But I don't know if that's like they're that's not really a, a selling game to them. It could not even be real, too. We've been speculating about that for years. Yeah, I, I mean, unless they drop Pikmin Four, which is again not a huge selling game. I, I just, you know what I mean? Like, what other huge selling games are there? There's Pokemon, Zelda, and Mario, and I don't see a Mario uh, necessarily dropping. Um, I mean, to I me, know. to me, and be the the only major gap filler. Um, you know, they might have some some smaller stuff, um, but yeah, like, but the major gap filler would be yeah, like a two D Mario, a three D Mario, or a uh, Donkey Kong game, like a three the rumored Donkey yeah. Kong game, or or I just, I just don't see there being like a Peach or a Wario game, like a action adventure kind of game. Yeah, or Paper Mario. Or something. I I just don't see. Um, I don't necessarily see their need there that there is a gap to be filled. You know, well, like, just de- it depends, right? Because, you know, we could see Splatoon coming out in July. We could see uh, Mario Rabbids coming out in August. That's the same pattern of the of the previous games in those tit- in those series. And then September, Xenoblade. And then uh, Bayonetta gets delayed. And then we're just sitting with October, November, December with what? Um, po- Pokemon. Pokemon and an Advance Wars game, which might not even come out this year. 
I can see Advance Wars being quietly released next February. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, it is possible that there is that other game. Um, so, I would love a, I would love Donkey Kong Pikmin Four, and I, and I think June hopefully, you know, like I was saying before, when we have that June showcase, I have a feeling they're going to show something new. And, you know, Nintendo has a history of showing something and then within, especially in June, saying it's coming in October. Like, think of Metroid Dread. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a new game's shown. I just don't quite know what... I, I personally don't feel like I would be unsatisfied with the games you've already seen. And I don't really know what would fill there, fill, fill in that gap, you say, that we don't already kind of cross our list of not happening. Yeah, I mean, I generally, I, I generally completely agree with you. I just think maybe we'll get another port in there. Like, I think, I think a, a Yoshi Woolly World and or uh, Wind Waker and or Twilight Princess HD, it, one of those three is going to land this year in one of those one of those plots. Let's call it. Yeah, I, I could see a remake for sure. Um, I, I think the Metroid Prime remake is more likely than those though. Oh, I, I definitely think Twilight Princess or Wind Waker HD is going to come. They, they've been rumored for so long. So is Metroid Prime Remake, but I just mean it just makes all too much sense to to be like, okay, another year you're waiting for Breath of the Wild. Like, like Skyward Sword did really well, you know, and and yeah. they had to do more work to remaster that game than they'll have to do on the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I just don't. I mean, I don't know how this the the inner workings of Nintendo or marketing or sales work, but you don't necessarily want to release a Zelda game even if it is an old remake in, you know. November when you're releasing another one in in April. I mean, you're right. It's not unprecedented, but I I can also see them in June announcing in August is here's Twilight Princess, you know. But um, yeah, I I really actually think Woolly World's not a bad chance. Cause it's got the co-op. It's a t- they it's a two D platformer. It's good for families. Um, so I mean, you know, you got to think amongst Xenoblade, Bayonetta, Metroid Prime, like they're 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 gonna need something that's easier and for more family oriented. Well, I, I honestly think the more you talk about it, the more I'm on board with the idea of Donkey Kong. Like yeah. the Odyssey team has been working on a game for what just as long as the Breath of the Wild team. Yeah. So it's not that crazy for them to be putting out. I mean, it's, Donkey wor- Kong. it's worth noting they did they did do a Bowser's Fury. Um, so okay. they kind of did some stuff, but Bre- but I also predict that Donkey Kong wouldn't be as big as Odyssey. You know what I mean? There might not be as much resources put into it. Yeah, I, I guess in my mind, I just figured that even though it might be far along and and really good, I following the 2017 model of you know new Switch Zelda in the fall, you know of the big AAA kind of EAD Tokyo game, I think they're going to follow that same model. So I, I really wouldn't be surprised if in 2023 we see you know Switch Pro Breath of the Wild two, and then some point in the summer or fall we get that big. 3D platformer from EAD Tokyo, which will be Donkey Kong or Mario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, or even a 2D 2D Mario, maybe like a brand new one. Um, but, oh yeah, that that makes sense. But I agree. I mean, it, although it does feel a little weird to think like we know the whole year's lineup. I mean, that feels a little odd. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like we 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 often have felt like that before. And then at, in the June showcase, we often see a game that's coming out in three or four months. That's a big game. Yeah, I, I mean. If I really had to guess one for this year, I, I would probably guess a 2D Mario. Yeah, me, t- me too. Just because they are like easier to make, in, in a sense. Uh, and we haven't had one in a long time. We haven't had one in a long time. And, you know, Mario Maker and New Super Mario Bros. Uh, on Switch did really, really well. 
Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, that's a lot of speculation about all that stuff. But there's a couple other news items, Derek. Are you, are you ready to move on from talking about Breath of the Wild 2? Yes, please. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have many, many more podcasts this year to speculate about this year. Breath, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and many podcasts to just talk about Breath of the Wild, too. Exactly. Especially after it comes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so a little bit of news. Uh, this new release on Switch, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Uh, mm-hmm. It's ported from the PS4, but apparently the port's great. has a 90 on Metacritic. Yeah, Do you... I, I want. I really want it. I, I it was on my list of games that I wanted for my the PS4, and I just never bit the, bit the bullet because you know it's not. It's a little bit more visual novel for me. It's not necessarily the game I'm most excited for, mm-hmm. but I do want to get it because people just rave about it. Yeah. And I think the the Switch is kind of the perfect spot for it to be for me because that's the kind of thing where you know when I do pull out the Switch, I can play that game in short bursts. Apparently, um, the Switch version. Some people are saying is better than the PS4 version. Yeah, there, there's extra content and there's some things that were like smoothing out and, and kind of streamlined. Um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about it, but I, I heard the same thing where people were saying the definitive version is the Switch version. Yeah, I mean, when I look at, I, I looked at a few gameplay videos of this, and I just really can't. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's up your alley because it's got the SRPG aspect, but um, I just can't even really make out what's going on. Like it's it's the the actual but, battle but apparently, scenes. Like just don't. But look, apparently the. But apparently this game is not a game to play for the gameplay. Apparently, like, that's like a, that's a secondary... It's a visual novel that's a really good visual novel, basically. Yeah. Like, apparently it has to do... Like, you're 13 characters, but they're... All your characters can, like, jump through time. So when you go... When you... When you're... And you click which character you're kind of progressing the story in. But the thing is, you're progressing a story of that character... But at times they'll be jumping through time into someone else's story, and then the other character will be jumping through time into the other person. Like oh, they're cool. all it, like there's there's this weird thing where like all the characters are in each other's stories, but sometimes it's in the, to- the the right time, but other times they're like jumping through. I, I think I'm just this is like you know I read a paragraph on it, but I think it's something like that where there's a, some really really cool story unraveling mechanics in the game. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not going to get it, but I'm interested to know what you think, what yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I might get it in like a year from now, or if, you know, if somehow I get the Hail Mary and win the Metacritic. Maybe I'll buy you it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Now that Zelda's delayed, uh, you, you lost a few points there too, Derek. I know. I, I, there's no way I can come back. Anyways. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, bro, the Metroid uh, Dread boss uh, rush mode came out. Um, I know you don't probably care about this, but... I did not even know that. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't. And, and to be honest, they did like... A cool. They did. They made it cool. Like they didn't just like half ask me. Like, okay, here you go. Boss one, boss two. So there's three modes. Um, there's one that's just like the standard boss rush mode, and what it does is like you beat one, you get the next one, but it's like a level. So if you die on the third boss, you don't have to go back to the first one. Mm. So it's, it's more or less just like a. It, once you get through all the bosses again, it's a quick select to get to the bosses. Mm. And I I will probably run through this because to me. The bosses are the best part of the game, and um, you know, just to be able to like jump in and fight Kraid or to fight um, you know Project Z fifty seven or whatever, like again, like I don't know, it's cool, it's awesome. Um, but there's also another mode uh, called Survival, and it's it's uh, you have five minutes, and it's like how many bosses can you get through in five minutes? Wow. And then there's another, I think that's what it is, and there's another one called Dread Rush Mode, and you only unlock that if you beat the game on Dread Mode, where you, I think you can't take a single hit, uh, and I think it's getting through the bosses without taking a single hit. So I, that's just, like, purely for, uh, like, awesome games done quick people and, and streamers. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, 
<laughs> still, still cool. I mean, in, I don't know. Um, sometimes it's crazy to me to think that it was only last October that Metroid Dread came out. I know. It really felt, feels like it's been a longer time, but it's been, what, six months? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's already enshrined as a classic in history, and it's only been six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you believe that. Yeah. Yep, uh, I do. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, that's out. Another thing is that um, Sakurai has announced he's working on a new game. Yeah, yeah, but I, do you do you think it's Smash Bros? Because I don't. No, no, it's definitely not Smash Bros. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think he said it. I think they even said it's not Smash Bros. Hmm. So, what do you think it is? Uh. <laughs> on the spot. Uh, honestly, I, I think it's a brand new. I, I think it's something brand new IP that he just has some cool ideas he wants to go with. I, I think it'll be kind of like it'll be interesting, but I think it'll be kind of not mainstream. That's my honest opinion. But my my heart says a new Kid, kid Icarus. Yeah, I mean, you, keep in mind that he did, uh, in between Smash Bros., he did also make another game uh, called Medios, which was a uh, puzzle that game puzzle on, game. on yeah, DS, yeah. which was actually awesome. Really, really awesome. I yeah, had I love that game. Um, and it also had a bunch of spinoffs, and Disney did a Medios, so maybe they're going to do a Medios? I don't think so, but um, it's not it's not beyond him to be like, hey, I'm, it's a puzzle game. You know, it's a smaller yeah, I, release. I, I think I, I really think it could be any genre. I think he has a cool idea that he and his a few friends or his he and his wife have, have discussed, and he's like, "This is an idea I want to go with," and they're just going to do it. I don't think it'll be you know necessarily a, a main staple name to the Nintendo, and I it's not necessarily even a Nintendo game, I guess, right? Not necessarily, but I mean, it. I'd be surprised if it's not. Yeah, me, me too. Um, it's like PS5 exclusive. Like. No, I, I just mean it's not necessarily a Nintendo like branded franchise game. Right? We have no, it, we have no idea. Yeah, I just, um, I, I have a feeling it's gonna be one of those weird, obscure games that he, it's, I think it's more like a passion project. He wants to take a break and just kind of do something that he wants to do, and then after he has this cool idea, after a couple of years, he's gonna go back to making another Smash Bros. I mean, it's it's worth noting that like in the in the vein of passion projects for games. Um, a big pu- a publisher still needs to justify putting hundreds of millions of dollars into making it. You know, I, I think it'll still be yeah. I think it'll still be good, I, and I don't necessarily know that it will be a hundred millions of dollar game. But uh, and I think it'll still be good. I just don't think it's going to be uh, you know here's a new Star Fox game unless it's like a, a he's making a shmup like a two D pixelated shmup and it's, it's Star Fox. I, I guess I, I'm dream. just saying I. I <laughs> I just don't think it'll be uh, it'll be a, a name that we know. I think it'll be a brand new kind of idea, funky, weird thing he wants. I, I actually disagree. I, I don't think it will be a new IP. Um, you have to remember, even when Splatoon was being designed, uh, there was a lot of pressure. Like, the Nintendo's talked about this, how there was pressure to turn into a Mario game. Whereas, like, Mario with the paint pack on him. Hmm. Uh, and, you know debatably good i mean it's awesome that splatoon's a big popular franchise but that debatably would have been more popular if it was like mario and wario spraying paint and in mushroom kingdom style levels yeah i'm really glad they didn't do that um but i I just know how much how hard it is to really go and say no it's a new ip when you can almost take any franchise and there's some dormant nintendo series that can be applied whether it's even like a puzzle game it's like waluigi's puzzle game or mm-hmm. any type of shmup or shooter could be Fox and or, you know, uh, Arwen. Even Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, to me, I mean, I am actually hoping he does b- revive a dormant Nintendo franchise. Um, 
Kid Icarus Uprising is one of my favorite games ever, but it also was hampered by an awful control scheme. <laughs> Just you know, when you you you, you say my, one of my favorite games ever so often that it like flutters down what you well, you I say have it. I have a top uh, fifty games list. I know, and I believe that it's probably on that list. It's just, it is. It's just funny because like every time we talk about a game, it somehow always always goes back to you saying, "Yeah, that's one of my favorite games ever." You say it to, like every Zelda game, every Mario game, Bowser's Fury. Like it's just so funny. Yeah, Cur- Kirby being one of your top ten Switch games of all time. Like there's just so, so many times this has happened. Anyways, sorry. Back to your. Sorry point. that I like games, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, in other news, uh, Kingdom Hearts Four was announced today. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not that not not noteworthy. I guess not really a big uh, announcement. I, I'm surprised. I thought number three was the end of the series. I I honestly I don't really care. I gave Kingdom Hearts three a chance, and it was so bad for me. Like so bad. I have zero interest. Even no matter how good it looks, I know what's behind the the gameplay in the cutscenes, and I I couldn't. It's like. I, I couldn't force myself to do it. It's like eating sawdust. You didn't. You, know? you like, didn't finish it. I. I finish it. I got like two hours in, and I was like, I literally can't play this game anymore. It's so bad. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the combat just looks so goofy and easy, and uh, I just. It's uh, so easy, but th- that's not the worst part of it. Is the cutscenes? It's like Pokemon Sun and Sun and Moon. The reason I hated Pokemon Sun and Moon, and the reason, and that's why I stopped buying Pokemon mainline games. Um, and the reason Kingdom Hearts 3 was so bad is the cutscenes are every 12 seconds and they're so bloated. It's like you literally will will drop – you'll have a cutscene of you falling and while you're falling, you're talking to like Donald and Goofy. And then you land on the ground and then, oh my god, you can run and you walk maybe 30 feet and it's another cutscene for four or five minutes where you meet a new character. And then you meet the new character and then you're walking another maybe a minute and then, oh, it's a cutscene for the first fight with a new character. And they have all these stupid lines like, I fight for my friends. Like, the the power of friendship will carry me through. Like, it, it's just always the same crap. So I am not a fan. Sorry for my rant. I'm not a fan of these Kingdom Hearts bloated friendship cutscenes. Um, but I did watch the, the YouTube trailer of Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, I'm assuming it's just that one or two minutes of fake gameplay. It looks like gameplay, but I don't really think that was gameplay. Hmm. Um, where he's in the city fighting that giant dark darkness monster. I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it. Oh, it actually like it actually looks really good. I just don't know if that was actually gameplay, um, but it does look really really good. Like, I mean, it, like, how could they possibly have a real gameplay design made already? Well, it, well, if you if you if you see it, like I I I could believe it's also gameplay. Because it is kind of, it's in one area, it's kind of small scope, it's kind of almost like a, an action fight on tracks. Like it looks like you're almost following a path as opposed to like free free running. Um, okay. But it does look really, really good. But I, anyways, I'm not interested at all. Yeah, it's just one of those series that's beyond me. But um, I think we're a little similar that way with games where, like, I, I really, really don't like lots of story in games. Um, I, I do I do in some games. Like, you know, you give me The Last of Us 2. I'm I'm watching every cutscene. Okay, but Even, let, let, let me just get one thing out of the way. With, with a game like The Last of Us 2, it still has what I like to call, like, modern sensibilities where... The, the editing of the scene is done like a movie. The story is actually yeah. well done. And it's not like you're not watching two hours of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, and I would even say The Last of Us 2 got almost a little too much cutscene for me. But still, I, I agree with Naughty Dog, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, 
yeah, like like even Forbidden West, like you know, I I I don't watch the cutscenes for all the dialogue between the the uh, side quests, but I watch all the main quests just because you know a game that's like that for sure. But for games like Pokemon or games like even Zelda, for the most part, I couldn't tell you really what the the, the story was in in Zelda. You know, stop the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> where you know, I think Elden Ring kind of does it nicely, where um, the cutscenes are just those boss introductions and, and kind of like just get to know the boss, and they say these kind of cool lines, but then you're back in the gameplay, and there really isn't story to the game besides beat the bosses, unless you are someone that wants to read and learn about the lore and like dig deep and well, discuss that, with people. That's what I like. I, I I like that about Elden Ring and about Breath of the Wild and about Metroid Prime. That like the the gameplay is first and foremost, and if you want to dig yeah, the, deeper, it's there, and it's and it's almost like you're you're building your own story. Yeah, I think Metro Prime is a great example, right? It's like you can scan everything and really know what happened to the Chozos and what happened to like yeah. what what these artifacts are and what all these creatures are and kind of what happened there. Um, or you could do nothing of it and just shoot things and get the upgrades. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's too bad though because there's games like uh, Death Stranding that like I will never play. Death Stranding's gameplay isn't good though. Where Kingdom Hearts is like, I think Kingdom Hearts and Death Stranding are very similar in the sense that I find both their gameplays not good, and both, and I actually would almost disagree. Where I think Death Stranding's story is actually interesting, where I would rather almost not do any of the gameplay for Death Stranding and just watch a fifteen-hour movie. That's that's truly what I would rather do. I don't think I'd ever want to watch a fifteen-hour movie from Kojima. I mean, <laughs> me, me neither. But I, the, this the premise of what I I played because I did play about five hours of that game. I really, really like the story. I like the character. Oh, yeah? I like this air of mystery. I like the the characters being introduced. I like kind of the the world and what the thought was. But then it's like, oh, to get to any next story beat, I had to deliver like eighteen packages, and I'm walking and stumbling all the time. And I'm like, it, it was just a bad gameplay mechanic. Personally, I yeah. know some people love it, but uh, the story is really cool. So yeah. I would say almost the opposite for that game. Um, I, I also find something like uh, Skyward Sword, or uh, I, I don't think I could ever replay that game knowing the intro is that dense. Oh, even even Twilight Princess is a long intro. Even, even, but... even Twilight Princess, like I, I kind of am itching to replay it because I haven't in a long time, but when I really think about that intro and this, the amount of cutscenes that I don't care about, yeah. I just don't know if I want to do it. Twilight Princess you can get through pretty quick, but I, I mean like games like Link to the Past do it right. You know, I know it's older, but it's like you have you have like your uncle that says, "Go meet me at the castle." You get the sword, and it's like you just go, yeah, right. And then you're you kind of figure out what you're doing when you meet Zelda, and you kind of figure out when you collect, you know, the the stones or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Skyward Sword, you, you kind of nailed it on the head. Where I find when you have story, I, I don't mind story. It's when story gets obtrusive yeah. and gets and text boxes get like in your face all the time. Or again, I go back to Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's like I couldn't even enjoy the gameplay long enough to in, like enjoy it at all. You know, it's like I don't want to play Pokemon for ten minutes and then have another text story, text development of all this kind of crap. I just want to play and throw balls and catch Pokemon in battle. But it was it's so short and and the. This story is so obstructively ruining yeah, the fun. I agree. It's like I, I, I don't mind, like you said, Naughty Dog, when you have those long kind of story moments. But I need a lot of gameplay that's good in between them. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, it's it's gameplay is always always first. Me too. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Derek, uh, what have you been playing? 
Yeah, so I kind of mentioned it um, briefly. I, the only game I've really been playing since Elden Ring is uh, Forbidden West, Horizon Forbidden West mm-hmm. by Guerrilla Games. Um, I'm almost done. Uh, I, I It took me, when I first jumped back into it, it did feel just like I when I went back to Horizon 1 after Breath of the Wild. There are things where you do feel kind of stuck to the ground and, you know, the the recipe of going to the icons and doing the same kind of quests after Elden Ring, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. But but the further you get into it, like, damn, I'm having a lot of fun. It, it, the gameplay feels so good. The, fighting the machines is so good. Um, the combat is awesome. They really improved the melee combat. The story, the, the mainline story is actually quite interesting. Um, and some of the side stuff is pretty fun. Like, like... Again, I don't think it's on any level of Elden Ring, but I do agree with its rating of being a high a high eight or even possibly a, just a solid nine. Yep. Um, is is yeah, there so is I, there a flying thing in that game? Uh, I haven't unlocked it yet, but I think I'm I'm literally at the mission that I'm about to unlock it because I just got a like a machine override. Spoilers for people that haven't played, unfortunately. Um, but I think I just got a machine override that lets you like um, control a bird. Okay. So I, like one one of the, control a pterodactyl, so I uh, I haven't done it, but I think that's literally what I'll I'll discover the next day or two of playing. Cool, yeah. It's it's weird how that game, for everything how beautiful it is and, and the gameplay involved and everything, like it just doesn't have any appeal to me. It, um, it, but you know what? You, if you you never played the first one, no. The the thing that really shines about them is the interesting fighting the machines because the way you do it is just it's almost like each one is kind of a cool boss fight. Yeah, it's like, a third, it's like good third-person shooter controls too, isn't it? More or less. Yeah, like you can slide around and zoom in, slow down time. And like all the ways you can... There's so many different weapons to kind of do. Like, you know, some mon- or machines are weak to certain elements, but they're also weak in certain spots. Or like you can knock off one of their weapons and pick it up and use it. Or you can knock off their... They can you can shoot their fire sack of their underbelly, and if you shoot with fire arrows, it will explode and set them on fire. And like there's just a lot of different kind of cool combat things happening that's one that's probably the reason i love uh the game as much as i do Mm -hmm. um but i would say just because you're talking about criticisms of it the the two modes i still hate i I don't know if you read about it yeah you were were talking about this before where it's like one has the it's too low res so it shimmers and then the other one the frame rate uh the frame rate is bad like when you come over to my place next week and i want to just show you Maybe I'm going crazy, but the the resolution mode, the frame rate looks when you like move the camera around, it feels so juddery. It almost feels like it's broken. Other Are you able to pa- change the motion blur in the game menus? Yeah, you can, but I, I change it to the way that people said recommended it to, and it you, it's still it's so noticeable. Like I, I have to show you to, to for you to understand like why people are saying that's better, or maybe you get used to it after an hour of it, but it feels so jaggedy, like frame rate wise. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm playing on performance and I, I'm loving it. I don't find it that blurry. I, I feel like it's good enough. Okay. And and you're still are you still playing Elden Ring? Or are you putting that aside? I beat Elden Ring. I might um, eventually go back when DLC comes and kind of clean up the other stuff and, and do the DLC because um, I'm sure DLC will come. Or if a friend wanted to play on uh, like online PvP. Um, what kind of yeah. DLC will they have? Like a new island? Like so the, this well. Um, the speculation is one of the DLCs will be a PvP DLC because there's some Colosseum kind of areas that are like you can't get into. So people are speculating like there will be actually a PvP like with all these different 
you know, restrictions and, and items and all these different ways you can fight and like cool. 3v3s. So that's what some people are, are predicting. There's also some, if you learn more about the story and lore, there are some bosses or some like main evil characters that kind of didn't make a, a real presence. So people are speculating on kind of what those bosses could be. And, you know, if you go back to Bloodborne or you go back to Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3, they have substantial DLC with several bosses, huge new areas, um, and there's no way Elden Ring's not going to have DLC. So um, I, just, I think that, I just wonder if they might not do DLC because they probably know that most people who buy the game won't see the whole game anyways. No, I I, I strongly disagree. <laughs> well, true. It's also with with 12 million sales in a week, they also know the DLC will sell well. So yeah, ex- exactly. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I've been I've been playing a little bit of Elden Ring. I kind of just been picking away here and there. Um, but I really just I was you know I was on that trip right. So I uh, beat Kirby. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you without kind of spoiling. Um, One I, of your top ten favorite Switch games of all yeah, time. Yeah, it, it bumped off. Um, it bumped ahead of Astral Chain for me. And if you really think about the top ten on Switch, like not including you know. Like obviously, Resident Evil Four would be on that list, but I'm I'm kind of choosing games that are Switch centric. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it really is up there. I mean, I I love uh, 3D platformers and I love 3D action adventure games, and there's just not there's not enough of them. How um, do you compare it to um, 3D World and Tropical Freeze? Okay, well, Tropical Freeze is 2D, so like, and I know I'm I'm just I just I know I'm and, just and also with Tropical Freeze, um, I don't put it I don't count it on my top ten of Switch because I played it so much on Wii U, I like hundred percented it on Wii U, like one hundred fully percented it. So 3D World is the same for you in a way. Well, yes, but I also 3D World has um, Bowser's Fury. Fury, so I kind of look at it like a new release, and even like Mario Kart, I kind of treat like a Switch release now because I've played it so much on Switch, but. With DK, like it really is just a port, <laughs> so I don't really factor it in. But um, I would have to say it's it's if you just take the base game of, of 3D World, I would rather uh, it's hard. I, I put it pretty much equal to that. Hmm. Um, you know, of course, the multiplayer is not there, and it's it's not quite as long or, or challenging. But it's got more interesting environments, and it's just got one of those endings. Like the last, it, it kind of just ratchets it. It keeps ratcheting up. Like in, um, you know, it starts off pretty basic, and I know I, I was like, oh yeah, it's a solid eight game. I'm really liking it, but by the end, um, and you like, you really can upgrade all your abilities, and they the gra- like the visual flair they give every ability is so cool, uh, and it's just so fun when you start to get like OP, and you go back and you just like wreck old bosses, and it's like easy to get the the you know, like when you first play it, you're like, oh, how am I ever going to beat that boss without taking a single hit? And then, like, it's kind of, it's got a little bit of that Elden Ring Metroid thing where, like, by the end, you have these power-ups that, like, let you ruin bosses. Hmm. And um, I really like the boss uh, gauntlet mode. Like, the different cups are, are really fun. And um, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, once you beat the game, like, there's so much more to do. Like, so, so you felt like the content was there for the $80? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I mean, I'm also okay. somebody who doesn't um, need, like, a 100-hour game. Um, but, I mean... I played it a lot, and it's it's just as long as like a Metroid game or or any other kind of like you know to be to be even to be like, three. It's like 3D 15, world. 15, 15 hours kind of thing. Well, I think I've already put more more than that in because you end up replaying the levels to get um, to unlock everything, and then you end up once you beat the game, you have like the Colosseum, and you have like extra worlds to beat. 
So, hmm. a little bit of a spoiler, but, like, when you beat the game, you kind of get what 3D World has, where you get, like, an extra crazy world, where it remixes the original levels with, like, harder enemies, and, a new, like, it changes the color scheme, it gives you new enemies, it, like, hmm. and it, it, it changes the focus, where now there are no waddledees to save, you gotta, like, collect all these other things. And, and I haven't even fully beaten it, but people say that, like, when you beat that world, there's even more. Um, so the post game is really awesome, and also just like the um, the actual ending of the base game is freaking awesome. Like it's just got that kind of like platinum games crazy craziness. You know what I mean? Cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and just like um, it's really really polished. Uh, I've got to say, like it's just the and there's lots of like little mini games in the town. There's a lot of collectibles. Uh, the music is fantastic. Like I, I'd probably be leaning higher to a nine for this game. Um, easily the best Kirby game I've ever played, and I can't possibly see it not being on my top ten this year. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's nice. it's got that. Um, it's hard to explain. It's got that like Nintendo AAA quality. Yeah, it, it feels. I know exactly what you're talking about. It yeah. feels like kind of a like the same caliber as Luigi's Mansion and Splatoon. It's like well refined and and good. Yeah, I mean it's not like the Nintendo's mega franchise, like their Mega Zelda or Mario, yeah. but um, it's it does have that really refined gameplay and, and there's constantly giving you new ideas and also like each level has like this momentum to it uh and there's and there's just like the actual vistas of of where you go to are awesome like there's like you go to like these factories and and a lot of levels will have kind of like an intro part where you like have to get go into the factory or into the carnival or whatever and you get this kind of like pulled back camera angle uh and it's just really cool because you're like whoa that's like a it's like a really epic structure i'm gonna go into and then you go in and it's just like got this pumping soundtrack and you're just whooping through guys and stuff it, I, yeah uh and I, I played a little bit of co-op too and that was a lot of fun um it's just it's really honestly like i i wouldn't if i were you i wouldn't really hesitate like you know the pro the, the price isn't gonna go down really uh and it really does have that you, it has that nintendo triple a gameplay sheen that yeah other the, games the only thing have. i'm the only reason i'm not buying is i'm i'm one i have other games i have to play like i already have triangle strategy mm-hmm. um and I'm hoping that since it is a shorter-ish game, and it's kind of like once you've done it, you've done it, is that it, there's, someone will sell it on like Kijiji or something. Well, you might already be. Yeah, that's true. If you're going to get a physical, yeah, you might as well do that. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really excellent. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to be buying many games for a while just because I'm trying to save money. And uh, Yeah, me too. No, nothing really... Uh, gets me that interested. I, I honestly think I'm going to skip uh, Strikers and we switch sports. I think Strikers I, I might get um, just because again I, I have a, some buddies that I often play Smash with, and I think we we have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I just with Strikers, um, I just I never actually bought any of the other ones, uh, and I think if I'm going to spend like ninety dollars on Mario Strikers for Switch, I might just buy Mario Strikers for GameCube for ninety dollars and have it as like a collectible physical, you know? Yeah, I, I got to see the the reviews too, right? If it's a seventy or or like kind of how the these other Camelot games have been, not that it's Camelot, but um, yeah. So so I I know what you're saying. Yeah, within Nintendo sports games, I mean now it's it's different now with the prices being so much higher on games that it's like. And the price, the cost of the world is so much higher, right? So it's like you have to really justify where you're spending your money. Exactly, now. exactly. So it's just kind of hard to be like, okay, like this is a fun little thing when friends are over. Um, yeah, the the only thing that is kind of making me feel a bit better about that is, you know, I don't have many games the next seven months 
that I want to get. You know, maybe Marion Rabbids and maybe maybe Bayonetta three, but you know, nothing else at least shown is necessarily for PS five or anything um, is making me jump to grab. I mean, we pretty much know if anything's going to come out in in July for for Switch, like we're going to find out soon. And and some people think yeah. that with Splatoon, like Splatoon three is the next game I'm probably going to get. Um, if that game is going to come out, like they better start. They they released the website, so that maybe they'll like start ratcheting up the the marketing for it, and they'll do a they'll have a, a direct for it like later this month, and have a yeah. test fire in May, and then they'll do a July release maybe. But I think at this point we kind of don't we kind of know there's not much coming until at least August. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it is interesting, you know, on, not on the Switch front, like how where is the PS Five and Xbox games, um, you know. I, I know, like, is God of War even coming? Like, that—that's really the only game that's kind of out of twenty twenty two for Sony. And I think we know God of War is coming because they showed gameplay for it already. Um, I think that we'll get a yeah, but reveal in I mean, E three and then they showed gameplay it. for Breath of the Wild too. I, I just mean, you know, they haven't, they haven't shown that much for God of War. Isn't it crazy that God of War one and uh, God of War and this new God of War Ragnarok will have come out between the Breath of the Wild one and two? Yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but I, yeah, I, I think God of War is a shoe in for this holiday. Even if they I have think to so, rush I it. think so too. I just mean we haven't got any confirmation of games, um, and you know, a lot of third party games are getting delayed or aren't honestly kind of flops. Like if you look at Babylon's Fall, it was a flop. If no one, no at, one hyped that game though. Yeah, but even Ghostwire Tokyo, not very good. If you look at um, what people think of Forspoken on the fence about it strangers of paradise kind of a flop like people are there there really hasn't been a good third party game either you're right but tr- truthfully with those three games like i don't other than forespoken which is kind of like it got some hype when it first announced i think with the final fantasy game it sounds like people actually like it way more than what they thought of the initial revealing like when it was first shown people are like this looks like crap this looks yeah, terrible this a joke yeah. and now it's coming out and people are like this is actually a lot of fun and, and the fact that it has a 73 on metacritic it's not that bad no, you're you're right. I'm not. I just mean there really hasn't been been a heavy hitting game besides for El, I guess Elden Ring and Horizon, which were like you know a month ago. Yeah. But I just mean Gran Turismo. Yeah, you're right. I just mean I'm curious about what heavy hitting games are are on the horizon for the 2022. Yeah, I mean that game Redfall uh, still slotted for a summer release on Xbox. Yeah, but with zero gameplay, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest one to me, I mean, maybe games just take longer to do on, on next gen, but I think, I think Starfield and God of War are the two yeah, ones to, that are really to- going to happen. Yeah. And I think Stalker 2 could be pretty big. Yep. Big. I don't think so. I mean. Well, not big, but I think it's, it's good. Uh, pretty well known, like looks good. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and the other thing is, is with Game Pass, it's like. You know, I don't think Xbox is necessarily needing a lot of games to come out because they they just have that awesome service. But Sony, like, they kind of ride or die on their exclusives. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, we're about to see a slew of Activision games start hitting uh, Game Pass too, right? So, Mm -hmm. Game Pass is going to be great. Um, And we're also, you know, I'm going to be able to play Deathloop this year, probably for 20 minutes. Um, And I I really think Starfield, there's no way it's going to get delayed this year. Um, Are you going to play uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I I actually really want to. Um, It's on Game Pass. I know it is. I know it is. I really want to, but uh, I don't know. I'm just... 
really. You should, Elden Ring trumps it. Trust me. Yeah, I just. I'm, oh, have you played Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I I just know Elden Ring is much better. Yeah, and I guess I'm not at a point where I'm like Elden Ring to me isn't the kind of game where I'm like you know I have Kirby to take a break from, but I don't really want another game that's like a third person action game to kind of like mess with my brain and the controls. You know what I mean? That it's so funny you said that because when I jump back to Horizon. Every, like, even, like, you know how you press R3 to, like, lock onto an enemy in Elden Ring? Yeah. I kept pr- pressing it, and it does something completely different in Horizon. And, like, the the jump button and the slide button are different. Like, everything feels so different. It's it's And I did it with Returnal, too. Because all three of those games have somewhat similar mechanics, but all on different button layouts. Um, so it, it did mess with my brain. It took me a while to adjust. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pretty much... It's just going to be Elden Ring and uh, maybe finish up Kirby and some Mario Kart. Like, just, yeah, and you'll play some Returnal next week at my place. Yeah, totally. I just, I, I really, yeah, I'm like you. Like, I, I can't really jump into two first person shooters or two third person action yeah, games same. at the same time. So, yeah, uh, it's tough. But um, I usually have one game on the like one serious game on the go, and then one kind of like you know the Mario Kart DLC or you know a side game. So I think Kirby Elden Ring is a good combo. I mean, I, I think I'll probably be playing Elden Ring for the next year. Um, and every other game that comes out will be a side game for it. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, like the the pace you're playing and how good and big the game is. Um, yeah, the last like maybe twenty percent of the game is kind of whatever, but it's you might as well just finish it at that point. I gotta say though, I I think I am further than you think. Um, you're you're not. Well, you don't know for one, uh, and I'm also like. I'm, like, wrecking people now. Like, I just, like, something about the controls what, just what level are you? What level are you? Uh, I don't remember. But I've been... Are you, have, you, have you done the Academy? Uh, is that where that's the, all the ghosts, right? All the ghosts? It's a tower full of ghosts. <laughs> I, 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 you are, trust me, you are maybe, like, 15%, 20% in the game. Maybe. All I know is that whenever I upgrade, I need about way over 10,000 ruins to upgrade. Runes. 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 Yeah, that's that's nothing. <laughs> like that's nothing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go play right now. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, anyways, that, that that was a great podcast, Eric. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, this is the Nintendo Bros Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, and please uh, ask us a question. Yeah, leave um, us a question, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know what you've been playing, what you're looking forward to this year, and maybe your thoughts on uh, you know the Breath of the Wild too. Yep. All right. Uh, Derek, this is uh, the Hidden Bros Podcast signing out. Yep. This is Derek. See you later.